Hi there. Welcome to your podcast for college Catholics where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick Wainwright. God established the seven sacraments to be like fountains of divine grace that accompany us in the different moments of your life. So just as we are born, grow, get nutrition through food and drink, and suffer illnesses, so too there are sacraments that give you supernatural life. They nourish in you the grace of God and strengthen you in your illnesses and also prepare you for death. In this episode, we will speak about suffering and the anointing of the sick. St. Teresa of Jesus, most commonly known as St. Teresa of Avila here in the U.S., was born in Spain in 1515 and died in 1582. She became a religious sister of the Order of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and then wanted to reinvigorate the way the sisters lived in their religious life. This is how she became the founder of the Discalced Carmelites. However, after she entered religious life, but before she founded the Discalced Carmelites, she had many sufferings and also spiritual experiences. In one occasion, she was so sick that the doctors couldn't find a cure and they agreed that she was going to die. At one point, she remained unconscious for four days and they all thought she was dead. They even dug a grave for her in the convent and the nearby Carmelite fathers celebrate the funeral rites. During that time, they gave her anointing of the sick, at that time also commonly called the extreme unction. She explains how by the grace of God, she then came back to life. She became completely conscious. And the first thing she did was to ask for confession and then received communion. You can read this in the Life of St. Teresa of Jesus, chapter 5, numbers 18 and 19. After that, she got better little by little and eventually became the founder of the Discalced Carmelites. She became also the greatest female writer in the Spanish Golden Age. She became a saint and a doctor of the church. So the anointing of the sick is a sacrament instituted by our Lord to grant spiritual strength to those who are suffering to forgive the sins of those who are seriously ill and unable to go to confession, and in some cases, to even grant a cure of the body. Whether St. Teresa's physical cure came through this sacrament, I don't exactly know, but she did receive the sacrament, and she was cured eventually. Now, in the Gospels, one thing that seems pretty visible is that Christ had the power to cure the sick and even raise up the dead. This is why he says that he is the life of the world. And the church, particularly the catechism, talks about our Lord as the divine physician. However, another thing that is pretty clear in the Gospels as well is that Jesus did not heal every single person. And therefore, it is clear that he did not intend to eliminate suffering altogether from the earth, or at least not yet. So just as the existence of sin in our world is a mystery, and the existence of evil is a mystery, so too the reality of suffering, the reality of death. These are also mysteries. And by mystery, I mean that it is something that even if we can try to explain it, there is always a part of it that we don't understand, that will remain hidden, or at least difficult to comprehend. 
there is a point where we must trust the knowledge, the goodness, and the power of God, who, although he could eliminate all evil and all suffering from this world, he has chosen not to. For some reason that might escape our finite reason, our limited reason, especially if we compare it to God's. And we could even say our ignorant reason, right? God knows everything, and we cannot compare what we know and understand with what God knows. So I don't intend here to give a final and full explanation of why there is suffering in the world. But the reality of suffering is intimately related to the sacrament of anointing of the sick and intimately related to our sanctification and the sanctification of our human world. So at least we need some context here on why it might be that God allows these realities, these sufferings. To begin with, let me say that no matter how much we talk about it and try to explain, we will never make suffering less painful than what it is simply by understanding it. Having faith and knowing that we are always in the hands of a loving God is very important and will help us to suffer without despair, without anxiety, but we will still have to suffer. Now at the heart of the reality of suffering is the sin of humanity, particularly the sin of Adam and Eve, what we call original sin, right? So Adam and Eve sinned, and through them, sin entered into the world. Man separated himself from God, and that sin has several consequences. The relationship with God was broken. We will not be able to enter heaven, or at least we were not able to enter heaven because of that sin, and we have to suffer and die as a consequence for that sin and for the many sins that followed thereafter. However, God did not abandon us in that condition, and our Lord Jesus Christ came to this world to carry the punishment for sin on our behalf and redeem us from that slavery to sin, to suffering, and to death. In that sense, it is God's will that while our Lord Jesus Christ suffered for sin in our place, It is God's will that we still have to carry our part of the suffering. On the other hand, whenever we suffer something, we also learn something if we try to have a good attitude. There is some sort of relationship between suffering and wisdom. And that is another reason why God allows suffering. We definitely learn that we are weak that we are powerless to do many things that we thought we could do. And hopefully we learn to rely more on God our Lord. Finally, among mm, other things that we could say, suffering reminds us that we are not made for this world because we are meant to be in heaven. Sufferings remind us that we will die one day and that God invites us to be united to him in heaven. And if we go there after our death, we will be perfectly happy with God, and we will not suffer anymore for all eternity. As the Catechism puts it, illness and suffering have always been among the gravest problems 
confronted in human life. In illness, man experiences his powerlessness, his limitations, and his finitude. Every illness can make us glimpse death. Illness can lead to anguish, to self-absorption, sometimes even despair and revolt against God. However, it can also make a person more mature, helping him discern in his life what is not essential, so that he can turn toward that which is essential. Very often, illness provokes a search for God and a return to Him. Besides, the Church encourages us to unite our sufferings with the sufferings of our Lord endured during His Passion and Death. In this way, if we offer our pains to God the Father in union with and through the sufferings of Christ, then those sufferings acquire, acquire great value, a supernatural value, a redemptive value. They are a kind of prayer that we offer to God, a very powerful prayer that moves the heart of Jesus Christ, who suffers with us. Again, the Catechism gives us a glimpse into this mystery. We read, Moved by so much suffering, Christ makes our miseries his own. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases, says Isaiah 53. On the cross, Christ took upon himself the whole weight of evil and took away the sin of the world, of which illness is only a consequence. By his passion and death on the cross, Christ has given a new meaning to suffering. It can henceforth configure us to him and unite us with his redemptive passion. So these are some reasons why our Lord allows suffering and pain to still exist in this world. Of course, we need to have true faith and trust in God to be able to see these things. And this is what the sacrament of the anointing of the sick does. It strengthens us to be able to endure our sufferings and even death with a supernatural attitude, looking at our pain from a viewpoint of God. This is why I would encourage you to ask for a priest if you're ever in danger of death or seriously ill or going to undergo a serious surgery. The anointing of the sick will give you interior peace. It will help you endure difficulties with a supernatural spirit, uniting all your interior and exterior sacrifices with the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. So don't be afraid to ask for the sacraments, confession, communion, and anointing of the sick when you're feeling sick or ill or not feeling well. The sacraments that's administered by the Catholic priest are the channel through which our Lord reaches out to you. We could say that he touches you with his divine power and with his grace and will give you spiritual strength and interior peace of mind. So in the next episode, we will look a bit more into this sacrament, how it is administered to the faithful, and what are its effects. If you like this content and you'd like to encourage others to listen, please follow this podcast and share it with others. Also, if you can, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you have any questions about this or any other episode, don't hesitate to send me an email at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. And we will see you next time.